When someone makes a declaration, it's usually something pretty important. Probably the most familiar declaration to most of us is the Declaration of Independence. That was a pretty big deal. The 13 colonies made a statement that they were no longer going to be subject to the King of England. That they would now be an independent nation. And that declaration led to what we know of as the American Revolution. A new nation was born, would grow coast to coast and beyond with 50 states, and then have hot dogs and fireworks every July 4th just to celebrate that declaration. A declaration helps us know precisely what is meant. In the days before the revolution, the colonists had tried to to let the king and others in England understand that they were very happy with how things were going, with taxation, without representation. The Boston's Tea Party was as loud a statement as they thought they could make to demonstrate their displeasure with that. But the king didn't get it, or precisely he got it, but uh, he didn't really care. So Thomas Jefferson and others made it very clear with what they called a unanimous Declaration of the 13 United States. Well, this morning as we move into the the focus of our Christmas season, we want to make a declaration today. A declaration that is supremely important to all. It's the declaration that Jesus makes in the verse we're going to look at this morning. Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, and it's a big deal. Verse 16, Jesus says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. In this verse, Jesus, that same Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, that same Jesus who ministered to people throughout the region of Judea and Galilee. That same Jesus who performed miracles, that same Jesus who was arrested, tried, and crucified, that same Jesus who rose from the dead, removes all doubt with what all of those things mean. In case there was any question, in case there was any lingering doubt, he makes it absolutely clear. He is the one Messiah. There's no other. As we read through the book of Revelation, the angel had come to John, one of Jesus' disciples, and described in detail this very specific message for the churches. And now in Revelation 22, Jesus gives voice himself. This is not just a message that John writes. It's not even just a message from the angels. This is the declaration of Jesus Christ himself. The words that Jesus uses here are emphatic in their original language, where in our English it says, I, Jesus. That statement is very important. There's no confusion about who's saying this. And there's no confusion about the person that this declaration refers to. This is the Jesus of history. 
The Jesus that we celebrate during this season, as you drive through town and see the nativity scenes, portraying his birth, it's that Jesus who was born and laid in the manger. This Jesus, the one who walked the earth, the one who talked to the, Messiah, to the disciples, this Jesus now makes a declaration. A declaration for all to hear. There is no one else, no one, who can make the claims that this Jesus makes in this declaration. There is no one else who fulfills these titles except for Jesus. There is no doubt that he and he alone is the Messiah. Only Jesus. The declaration that Jesus makes here is filled with powerful imagery as he gives these three titles for himself. He says, I am the root, I am the offspring of David, and I am the bright and morning star. This morning as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, as we prepare to gather with our friends and family, sing Christmas carols and rejoice, we need to understand what it is we're celebrating. We need to understand who it is we're celebrating. And Jesus leaves no doubt with these three titles. Let's look quickly at them this morning. First, the root. Now, some will connect both the root and the next title, the offspring of David, together. They are very similar. They're important to understand. The root obviously means the foundation, the one from whom everything else grows. And Jesus is that foundation. He is giving the unmistakable claim that he is the same God who spoke creation into existence. All things spring from him. Now, the statement is also connected to that next statement, the offspring of David. This would have been extremely important during the New Testament era. It's extremely important today as well. The offspring of David was a prophetic title for the one who would be the Messiah, the one who would come to deliver us. He had to be, according to prophecy, a descendant of David. Those two titles together, that he is the root and the offspring of David, connect Jesus and Jesus alone to being the Messiah. There were other people who were descendants of David. Obviously, he had numerous ancestors. Joseph was one of his ancestors. Mary was one of his ancestors. There were thousands and thousands of others who could make claim to being in the ancestry of David. There were some in the New Testament era who claimed to be the Messiah who could trace their ancestry to David, but no one could make both of these claims. No one could say they were both the offspring of David and the root of David, the one from whom David came. No one could claim that. No one except Jesus. 
Both of these statements trace Christ's heritage in the fulfillment of prophecy. Isaiah 11.1 says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. In two of the Gospels, Matthew and Luke, Jesus' ancestry is traced in a very specific way back to David. Why? Because of this prophecy from Isaiah. The, prophet, the writers of the Gospel wanted to say in no uncertain terms, this same Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, this same Jesus is the one of whom the prophets foretold. And they tell it from two sides. Because, as you know, in the New Testament area, there were, there were two different cultures. And, and they did things, they thought about things in a little bit of a different way. The Jewish culture would have traced ancestry from the father's side, from Joseph's side. And so Matthew, who was writing primarily to people from a Jewish background, his genealogy traces Jesus' ancestry through Joseph. Now we know that Joseph wasn't Jesus' Natural father, we know that Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit. We recognize that. But in Jewish understanding, their ancestry still would have been traced through the father, through Joseph. And so in Matthew, you have this this lineage in Joseph's family tracing Jesus' ancestry as it would have been understood in a Jewish culture directly to David, because in a Jewish culture, if he, he was not related in ancestry through his father to David, he would not have fulfilled this prophecy. And so Matthew's very specific to let us know that, oh, this is the ancestor of David, just as the prophets foretold. Luke, on the other hand, is, is writing to a primarily Gentile audience, folks who would be from a Roman background. And in a Roman background, your ancestry was typically traced through your mother. And so, in that ancestry, we find, uh, we find Mary's ancestry also directly linked to the family of David. Again, from a Roman understanding, that's how they would have stated that this would be, as Isaiah had said, from the family of David. And so, in both of the Gospels, from both a Jewish and a Gentile understanding, this prophecy is fulfilled. No one else could make that claim. Only Jesus. But if that wasn't enough, Jesus gives himself a third title. The bright and morning Star. There might have been others who had could somehow trace their ancestry in both their mother and their father to David and make some claim to this particular prophecy from Isaiah. But there was no one that could make the claim to be the bright and morning star. The, the connection of that title goes to several different passages in the Old Testament. Numbers 24:17 refers to the star who would come out of Jacob. Again, relating the ancestry of Christ, but even more, a leader who would be beyond all leaders, a star. The, the, the statement of a morning star, it carries the implication that there would be brought about an everlasting day. The, the present darkness would be shattered by the coming of the light of dawn. And Jesus makes the very specific connection to those prophecies. 
John chapter 8, verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. No one else could make that claim. Only Jesus. His declaration is clear. It is without any doubt. You can reject it. You can choose not to believe it, but there is absolutely no mistaking what Jesus is saying in this verse. That He and He alone is the Messiah. We do a lot of things so that people can find us. And we, we have a lot of different strategies that we use to find those people that we're trying to find. I mean, it used to be you had the phone book. And that was about it. I mean, if you want to find somebody, you, you looked them up in the phone book. You want to find a certain restaurant, you turn back over to the yellow pages and you look up the restaurants and you, you look down to find that restaurant that had that boiled crab just the way you like it. Well, now there's a lot of other different ways. There's, there's web pages and Facebook sites and Twitter and Instagram and Yelp and Google. All of those helping you to narrow down that search to that perfect seafood dish that you're looking for. You might even find a restaurant that you weren't looking for to begin with. If you're looking for a specific person or a specific place, you have to know exactly where you can find them. And that is nowhere more important than it is with the identity of the Messiah. The people of the New Testament day, especially in the area of Judea during the New Testament era, they were looking for a Messiah. And they had been misled by some who had come before Jesus, who had claimed to be the Messiah. And some had followed after them, but all of them fell short. And Jesus told his disciples that there would be more false messiahs to come. He he tells them, you need to make a very clear identification. You need to know who it is you're looking for. They needed to clearly identify the one and only Messiah. We do too. So Jesus makes a declaration. He says, it's me. There is no other. And we need to look no farther. No one else makes this claim. No one even comes close. So what's the impact on our life, particularly during this Christmas season? Jesus makes this clear declaration. There's no way to get around this. He says in no uncertain terms that he and he alone is the Messiah. What does that mean for us? Well, quite a lot, as it turns out. At first, the obvious. If you want to get to heaven, Jesus is the only way. Period. Because there's no one else that can make this claim. Jesus alone. Without Christ, our sins are not forgiven. Without Christ, we cannot have everlasting life. Without Christ, we will one day stand before God with no answer and no hope. It is not all roads that lead to heaven. There is only one and His name is Jesus. 
But, but it's more than just getting to heaven. That, that's important. That's a big one. But it's not the only one, and it's not even the most important one. Here's the most important reality that we need to understand. If Jesus truly is who He is declaring to be, then we owe Him everything. We owe Him our worship. We owe Him our praise. We owe Him our thanksgiving. We owe Him our service. We owe Him our life. We are created to give Him glory. That's who we are. If He is who He is saying that He is, if He is the root, if He's the foundation of all, if He is the only one who fulfills the prophecy, the offspring of David, if He is the bright and morning star, then we owe Him everything. And third, this is news we can't get, keep to ourselves. Jesus is our Messiah, but He is the only Messiah, the only one who can save. He's the only one deserving of our worship. He's our only hope, and that's not just for us. Our family, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, He's their only hope too. And those in our world today, who've not yet heard the name of Jesus. He is their only hope also. That's why it's so desperately important as we reach out through our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, through our International Mission Board, as we send those and support those who have gone around the world to share the name of Christ. It is because Jesus is our world's only hope. There is no other. So during this Christmas season... Find a way to give this the greatest gift of all. To make this the most important declaration in all history. Point someone to Jesus. Invite them to one of our Christmas services. Share your testimony with them. Allow them to see Jesus working in your life. You will not spend your life in any greater pursuit than that. And during this season of the year, there's so many opportunities for us to tell people about Jesus, to point people to the one and only Savior. All the beautiful Christmas lights that are everywhere this season of the year, they point to this one who is the bright and morning star, the light of the world. The Christmas trees, they point to the one who is everlasting life. Christmas gifts, they they point to how our Creator gave the greatest gift of all when He sent His Son into Bethlehem that first Christmas morning. The candy cane. That Jesus is our great shepherd. Everything that is involved in our Christmas holiday, it points us to the root, the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, this same 
Jesus. Heavenly Father, help us during this season of the year to take this opportunity to tell our world about the Savior. We pray you would help us as we think about international missions to support our missionaries on the field as they share the name of Christ with those who have never heard. We pray that you would help us as we go through our ordinary days to use the elements and the things that are a part of this season, the beautiful decorations, the the songs that are sung, the, the, the many things that happen around us, to use those as opportunities to point to the one and only Messiah. Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.